Hey, podcast family, welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. How are you today, Tara? I'm great, Kanji. How are you? I am great. And podcast family, we are so excited that you have tuned in for this episode as we are winding down 2022. This holiday season has been a blur. Haven't you felt that way, Tara? Yes, I have. I don't even know how we got this far into 2022. I know. And here's the thing with this holiday season. Some of us as parents are at different stages of the motherhood journey, and we have kids at different ages. My son, Roman, is 13, and we have gotten to the point on our holiday gift giving where he just gives me a list and his Apple notes <laughs> of all of the things that he wants and he ranks them in order. Yeah. So Christmas morning at our house is going to be so uneventful. <laughs> no surprises at all. Oh, no. The only person that will be surprised will be his father, my husband, who'll be like, what did we get him? Facts. <laughs> same in your house, I'm sure. Big facts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gage is the same. He gave us four. Th- this is the year where he gave us four things. Every single one of them costs an obscene amount of money. So I said, pick one and that's it. So basically that's where we are. Are you holding fast to that? I am. Mm-hmm. I bought him clothes too. I do that because it's just an easy time to do what I always do. So I got him some clothes to open. So I'll have more than one present. But yes, he just got the one big gift. And what I'm going to do is not put it under the tree and make him open everything else first <laughs> and then let him know. Sneaky, yeah. super sneaky. Yeah. Well, the gift I gave to myself this year, and I'm super proud of, and you had a chance to see it today as we're recording, Mm. is a remodeled house. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. So this is something that my husband and I decided on a few months ago. Well, actually, I should say I decided on, Mm -hmm. right? You know, here we are in the pandemic. And during the pandemic, with both of us working from home, we never left the house. And we started to realize things about our house that just weren't working. Um... And so I I knew I wanted to either move or remodel. And with rising interest rates, we knew moving was not going to be an option. It is not a buyer's market right now. Yeah, for <laughs> to sure. To put it mildly. Yeah. And so I was thinking like, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to go about this? And I've watched every HGTV show known to man mm-hmm. and realized that is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> It gives me so much anxiety to think about having to make those choices and make decisions like that. Right. So I actually made a really wise choice and Mm -hmm. decision. And Santa Claus came to me in the form of a fantastic interior designer. Mm -hmm. And we are fortunate, podcast family, to have her on the podcast with us this week as we talk about design choices and our remodel. So Tara, would you tell us a little bit about our guest today, Ms. Joe Gifford? Sure. Joe Gifford is the owner of Joe Gifford Designs. It's a design company here in Dallas-Fort Worth that's focused on finished selections for remodels, but she also does some new construction. And she's actually a native Texan, just like me, and she has her degree in interior design. She has a heart that's straight from her website, and we loved it. She has a heart for helping people to transform their home into the place they love. And that may mean reworking a room or two. Or more. Or more. As I found out. That's right. And so another thing that you and Joe have in common, Tara, other than being native Texans, is you were both cycling students of mine. Oh my gosh. Everybody in your life. You got to have an in. It works for you. You have somebody that does everything. It works for me. So why change it? But what didn't work for me was my house design. So we are going to talk to Joe about design choices and selections. And if you, podcast family, happen to be someone who may want to redesign or remodel or refresh your home, but just don't know where to start. That's what we have Joe here for today. So Joe, welcome to the conversation. Hi, my friend. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for being on with us this week. I forgot to mention that in addition to being an entrepreneur, you are actually a mompreneur and you are the mom of two kids. So if you would please introduce yourself to our podcast family and tell us a little bit about your uh, motherhood journey. Absolutely. So I am mama to Jacob and Julie. Jacob is my youngest. He's 10. He's a fifth grader and ready to be done with school already. And then my oldest is Julie. She is 12. She's active on the basketball team this year. It's a new sport for her. So we had a lot of nervous jitters to get out in the beginning, but it's gone well for her. Yeah. She's quite a baller, I see. We're going to own that. Yes, she's done really well. (laughs) She's done really well. She is doing well. Now, I'm curious, does she get that from you? I'm an athlete, but basketball was not my sport. My husband was a little bit more into basketball than I was. And you noticed from studying interior design in college that your thing is interior design. How did you know at such a young and early age that this was something that you were good at and you were going to do as a career? I'm sure that every parent goes through different things consequence wise that works for their kids. Early on as a child, my parents would send me to my room and they come and check on me and I'm like, unplugging the TV, moving dressers, remaking my bed, hanging artwork. Like it was not a consequence for me to be in my room. I mean, that was very early on, probably like 10 that I started doing that at the house. And to find out there's actually a job that you can do that. (laughs) It was right on the money. That is so great. Obviously, that was when you were young. So did you go to college and start out in interior design? Or did you find your way there? I worked for Ashton Woods for my internship. One of the area builders and did that, you know, as a requirement with part of college and realized that I liked the construction part of the sector. So there's all kinds of different designers. There are some that focus on like window treatments. There are some that do what I do. And there are some that do decor, furnishings. My niche has really been on more on the construction side. You just mentioned some designers do what you do. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah. So primarily I'm a designer for kitchen and bathrooms. Obviously, the way that homes are set up now being open floor plans, those rooms tend to trickle into other areas. Kanji, for your space, we ended up going right on into the living room because it's adjacent to your kitchen. That's not uncommon. And so I handhold clients and picking out some of the pretty stuff, be it, you know, backsplash for their kitchen, countertops, new paint colors, flooring, plumbing fixtures, light fixtures, you name it. I either know how to do it or I know somebody that does. You picked up all the pretty stuff. Definitely. (laughs) I I love that. And on your website, you actually share that you help people pick their pretty. Absolutely. How do you know what pretty is? This is what I need to understand. Same. (laughs) So for me, it's really important to actually get to know the client. I don't do virtual design sessions because I feel like there's a disconnect there. My first visit with a client is actually in their home where I can see their space and how they live. You know, when someone is contemplating a remodel, oftentimes it's not that they decided last night. They've been talking about it with a spouse or a family or they just moved to the area and something isn't working. I want to find out what the problem is that we're trying to solve so that we can get on the same page early on and we can be working towards the same goal. Yeah. And I love the way that you kind of walked me through the process, Joe. And if we talk a little bit and go back to talk about my process with the home remodel, you know, you did come in and my house was a disaster. It's been a disaster for the eight years we lived here. And I I just knew I didn't like it. And I kind of had an idea of what I liked, but wasn't able to articulate it. And that's what you did so well. So kind of like, tell me how you coach clients like me who are who don't really have an idea of what they're doing or what they're looking for, how you point people in the right direction. 
Sure. So even if I have clients that don't necessarily know what style they are drawn to, they can tell me pretty quickly what they don't like. When I approach someone in their space, I try not to give them a complex about, you know, like, oh, are we changing that? And they had no plans on changing it. Mm. So I try to pick up on those cues as well. Like I said, even if a client doesn't know what their style is called, they can usually tell me things that they don't like. Yeah. Well, you asked me that. You asked me what my style was. And my answer was the shoulder shrug. (laughs) You know, it was right. the adult from the Peanuts oh, character. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. My, my style is just all the things like. Not this. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what would be my answer. Right. Not this. Whatever is on sale at Target. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm curious, Tara, how would you describe your style? I really don't know. I always say I'm probably a little bit more modern and contemporary compared to what I see in some new home builds. And I really have a thing for like mid-century modern, but I don't know how to translate that to like picks. I just know that when I pick things, people tell me that's what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other people tell me that's my style. So yeah. So tell us a little bit like how you would coach someone like Tara through that situation, Joe, if they kind of know what their style is, but aren't really sure what to pick. If we're talking about a kitchen remodel, How? what is your process like? Can you share that with us? Absolutely. So Tara already mentioned like she tends to be more modern or contemporary, but people have told her too that she even likes mid-century. They've kind of labeled her. And oftentimes that particular style comes with some stained wood, clean structured lines, some vertical elements to the space, not a lot of fuss on a shelf or a bookcase, just different elements will lend itself to that mid-century styling. Is there a particular style right now that is more on trend than others? I would definitely say in this area, mid-century is making its way back for sure. I'm trendy. Yeah, you're trendy. (laughs) You totally are. You totally are. Do you think there's something that people are overdoing right now? I'm seeing a pullback from going gray. And that's even been in the last few years, you know. At one point, barnwood was a really big thing. And while I still do it, if a client asks for it, it's certainly not something that we're pushing. Yeah. So when we talk about design trends, it seems to me that some of them are cyclical. And so those of us who've lived in homes for many years, we're at a point where we might want to do a refresh without doing a full remodel. What are some things that people who are at that beginning stage of considering doing some stuff, what they need to be mindful of and consider? Take stock on the things that you love that you think will carry over to your space. Many of my clients will have furniture that they are wanting to part with. I'll ask the question like, am I working around this couch? Is this something that's going to come back whenever we, we finish up with a remodel or am I supposed to ignore it? Again, that's part of why my visit to their home is so important because I can start to gauge like, okay, I can't push them this way because it's not going to work with this furniture that has to stay in the space. And that's not necessarily something that every homeowner is even going to know to tell me by just taking a phone call. Yeah. And when we talk about um, how people can start to visualize what their homes are going to be like, what do you do? How can you show people like, these are things that we can do with the space? Well, if I can, I try to show them with samples, like putting your hands on the actual materials, because to be really honest, Kanji, pictures lie. Um, We've all seen the airbrushed, photoshopped, great lighting online. And while those are all tools, it's not reality. Ideally, we can look at the materials in the space or at least all those materials in the same space. So you and I, we met at one of the showrooms when we were picking tiles. I had the countertops. I had the paint colors. I had the, the finishes for the plumbing as many of those items we could get our hands on, we did. Yeah. 
That was super helpful. And then before that, I think you had sent me like a 3D rendering of what you thought that space might be like, because we did, in my case, we did like a full kitchen remodel. We kind of knocked walls down and and moved some things around. Is that something that you do normally? Is that something you would advise people to do? So if we're reworking the entire layout, taking down walls and moving things around, I do think that some kind of visualizer, if it's a 3D or putting a floor plan together, I think that's really important because you can start to identify like, hey, that walkway feels really tight before you've signed any kind of contract, before you've spent any money with a contractor and before you've blown holes in your kitchen. Yeah. And one thing I did, Taryn, I'm curious if you've done this as well, is I watched a lot of HGTV, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. And so watching a lot of HGTV somewhat gave me anxiety, but then it also gave me this complex like, oh, I can do all of these things. Like I'm going to be my own interior designer and contractor, right? It's like, I'm going to take this all on myself. Have you found that? But you have a unique situation, Tara. I do have a unique situation. So to answer the first question, no, I have never one time believed that I could be my own contractor and or designer. It is so outside my comfort zone. However, I have my husband who is a home builder, and he always believes that he can be his own contractor and project manager, obviously. And we do have I'll say access to some good subcontractors, which helps. We redid our bathroom on our own earlier this year. And he kind of ran GC point on that using different subcontractors. It took a lot longer than it would have if we had hired someone out, but that's just because we're busy. Yeah. But you know, it turned out wonderfully. We love it. But yes, Jason loves that. I am always like, don't expect anything from me. So (laughs) it's your choice. (laughs) So you and you have different levels with partners. And I'm curious, Joe, how you are able to kind of work with those dynamics when you may have clients that have different wants or needs. You may have encountered it with me and my husband. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So like, what do you do there? So that's one of the, the beautiful things about working my own business is, you know, I do have many contractors that I partner with and personality is a huge factor. Kanji, you and I have known each other for several years, but even if I'm going in blind and meeting a client for the first time, you know, I can pick up on things that are important to them, which ones are in a hurry to get it done which most people are, when they are excited, they don't want it to drag on forever. But there are certain contractors that are more in line with back-to-back-to-back trades. And then there are others that are like, no, we only want the painters there that day because we don't want them right on top of the cabinet makers or the people that are installing carpet. So I try to be mindful of that whenever I'm asking questions with clients. Budget is also a a guide with deciding who they're going to do construction with too. Yeah. Well, one thing that I did hear before I started this process and has stuck with me is about contractors. And I heard this saying, credit to my friend, Justin. Hey, Justin. He said, he said to me, Kanji, with a contractor, you can have two of the three. You can have them be good, cheap, quick, but only (laughs) two of those three, right? right? Have you heard that before, Joe? Absolutely. (laughs) And do you agree? Absolutely, 100%. So So, Justin knowing. I know. So that's something we also, I think, our listeners need to be mindful of if they are looking into into contractors or hiring someone to do this work that, you know, you're going to get two of the three. And 
for me in my house, we got two of the three. And I'll share with you at the end, podcast family, what <laughs> those two, two were. were. <laughs> yeah. But um, Tara mentioned she had just got her bathroom remodeled. Can you tell us? So let's kind of pivot and talk about bathrooms. What are some things that you were seeing on trend there? And if people want to do bathroom refreshes, what are some things that you can on a budget? Right. What are some things that you would recommend that people who are on a limited or tight budget, but just want to do some things in the bathrooms, maybe um, focus on? Um, so I think that updating a paint color could be, you know, one of those things. It's it's a can of paint and maybe some hard labor from the family. That's something that a homeowner can take care of or they can hire out. Most bathrooms are not so crazy that people aren't willing to take those on. The other thing is changing out either a light fixture or a mirror can really refresh the space too. You know, even in my own home, I haven't done a lot of heavy remodels in the bathrooms. We did take on the kitchen a couple of years ago, but in our bathrooms, we've done some cabinet paint. We added some cabinet hardware. The mirrors are different than what the builder put in, um, and the light fixture is different. And that's not something I had to do all in one weekend. I could phase that in just as life allowed. It can really refresh the space. I love that. I think sometimes it's hard. I know I feel like this. I won't say everybody, but I know I get overwhelmed with the idea of a large project and the cost and the time. And so I'm always curious about just impact ideas, like, you know, little things that you can do to make a big impact. So I love those ideas for bathrooms. I mean, do you have similar impact items that you recommend in the kitchen or even just in their living space to help them feel like they got some fresh, you know, fresh look? Absolutely. So like in the living room, if you change out your curtains or you can change it out a rug or add pillows, those are things, again, that are available at most of your decor stores around town. It's not anything that you have to have custom made every time. In the kitchen, I always start with, hey, clear the counters off altogether. So many of us get kind of hung up on the day-to-day routine and oftentimes the toaster stays out on the counter. You've got the juicer, the blender, the coffee maker, and all of those things kind of clutter your space, but they also clutter your mind too. So starting with a fresh, clean countertop would be my first direction there with the kitchen. And then adding in again, kind of like what we talked about with the bathroom, some cabinet hardware. If you wanted to take on painting your cabinets, that's a little tougher for a, for a homeowner to do, but hugely impactful. Yeah. Joe, you had me with everything and Tara and I are in this room nodding our heads until you said get rid of the coffee maker. Because if I got rid of my coffee maker, humans would die. <laughs> there would be people in my house that would not be around anymore to see 2023. I wasn't saying you have to toss it. I'm just saying that it can be a clutter starter, you know, with with all the small electrics that are out there, the air fryers, all the things. Yeah. And so you're suggesting kind of just to clean the countertops. Yeah. Yeah, and put things up and then bring them down when you use them and utilize them and see what that look does to your kitchen. Is that what I'm hearing? That's where I was headed. Absolutely. And I like the idea of kind of getting new cabinet hardware paint. But here's the problem. And this is kind of where I got stuck and why I'm so glad and fortunate that I was able to find you and partner with you in this process. There are so many choice selections out there. Oh, yeah. There's just so many selections. So how can people know, like, what's going to work in their space? Because sometimes if you're purchasing these items, it can be really expensive, right? So what do people do so they don't make a mistake and end up with either a countertop that they don't like or hardware that they don't like or paint color that doesn't look like it did in the magazine, right? Yeah. We'll talk about countertops first. Seeing the sample or if it's like a natural stone, you need to view the slab. I would not suggest picking it from a picture. View it with the paint colors and all the other materials that you've picked out. 
For cabinet hardware, for me, I have some favorite brands that have a little bit of weight to them. I didn't want it to feel like the Amazon special. Kanji, you were elevating your space and I didn't want it to feel like we just threw some cheap stuff on your cabinets and it takes away from things. I want it to support everything else that you've done in your space. I love that. And I am very curious, shifting gears a little bit, because you were talking about, you mentioned earlier, the beauty of having your own business. I would love to hear how you started Joe Gifford Designs. Yeah. So I went to school for interior design and worked with a home builder early on. And then when the market crashed years and years ago, I lost my job. I was laid off and went into teaching. I actually taught art to middle and high schoolers for several years. And I had my babies during that time, being able to be home with them in the summertime and still have a little bit of a work and home life balance. I know some mothers are built to be moms 100% of the time. For me to be a good mama, I need to have another place too, where I can have a little bit of me. Yeah. So I did teaching for a while and then the market turned back around. I went back into the the building world and actually worked for a home remodeler in the design studios. And then when did you decide to go out on your own? We're coming up on that two-year mark now. There was a work-life balance that wasn't happening. Previously, I was in charge of a design studio and, and managing staff and Well, it worked really well while I was there. I just didn't have a lot to offer my family when I got home. And so we had to reevaluate things and what worked well for the family. And and this is where we landed. Mm, Yeah. And I will say that uh, unequivocally, I can't even say the word, so I don't even know why I tried. But without a doubt. Hands down. Hands down. There we go. (laughs) Why do I complicate things? It really should be simple. That's what you did, Joe. You simplified my life. That's right. Hands down, you made this process so seamless and wonderful. And when we look back at kind of how we started and where we started to where we are now, I give you all of the rave reviews that you have earned and deserve and all the praise. Thank you. You are so incredibly talented and I'm glad that you went out on your own um, and you are doing this and sharing your gift with the world or with the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, I can't do everybody. Global next. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, you did say you can't do everyone. So I'm curious now, like, what is that balance like as a working mom, as a mompreneur? You know, working for yourself, there's a balance of scheduling your own clients. The trick is you also are the person that answers every phone call. Yeah. That's been something that I've had to get used to as well. Right now, we're coming up on the holidays. The kids just got out of school, but there were things like the Christmas parties or they had early release. And that's something that... My old employer wouldn't necessarily frown upon, but I would be putting somebody else out. And that's really not my personality. I don't ever want to be the one that did that to anyone else. But kind of scheduling life to happen is a little easier running my own business. Well, and I like the idea too. Like, I think what I hear from um, people specifically in your type of work was very client focused is that it's not just that you manage your own schedule, but you also get to be very selective about your clients, right? You get to decide who you work with and if you work well together, and that's a big part of it. So, I mean, do you feel like you um, have that freedom that you really get to decide what jobs you take, or do you feel like you have to take every job? In my old life, I had to take every job because I was working for a corporate type of atmosphere. Yeah. In this world, I want the fit to be right because honestly, this construction process is not something that's done in one weekend. It's usually over a couple of months and we're going to spend some time together. We need to like each other. Construction is expensive, stressful, disruptive, all of those things. And I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. 
Definitely. And you are definitely a solution oriented person. Um, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you and, and your partner and Jacob and Julie are heading into the holiday season. As we turn the corner into 2023, can you believe it? 2023. Oh, wow. Um, let's talk uh, design trends, right? And looking forward, some things that you see on the horizon. And if people are thinking about doing a remodel and refresh, what are some tips that you can give to people who are looking forward to starting something next year? Yeah. So I would say that while white kitchens were a thing a few years ago, I wouldn't say that there's a complete pendulum swing, but we're backing off of that full on white on white on white. And people are sprinkling in some wood tones again to bring some warmth to the space. Anchoring a space with black is still very much at the top of the trends. Introductions of color selectively is definitely still a thing. Blues and greens are probably the top colors right now. Gold finishes for plumbing fixtures, light fixtures is still trending high. Jury's still out for me on that one. I think it looks beautiful, but I don't know that it's going to be a timeless thing. Mm. That's not my favorite either, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I love the look of it and it's done beautifully all the time, but most clients have one or two remodels in them over the course of their life because it's, it's expensive and it's very stressful on the family. So I don't have many clients that come to me and say, you know, I want to do something risky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some things that people should avoid or stay away from as we go forward? Other than the grays. Yeah. <laughs> I would say be careful of what you see online, what you expose yourself to. Just because you saw it on Pinterest or you saw it on HGTV or you saw it on Instagram or any other social media platform doesn't mean it's right for your home. Remind yourself that it's okay for you to like what you like. And that's part of why I, I choose to partner with homeowners because sometimes if their style isn't necessarily what they see everywhere, they can sometimes be hesitant about pulling the trigger and they have decision paralysis. And so my job is to help them to walk through that decision making. That's great advice. Yeah. I like that a lot. I do have a question. Granite countertops or are those out? People are doing granite that is less busy. So if, if you're going to do it because of a price point or if you have them and you need to work around them, right now, quartz is in, quartzite, which is a natural stone that kind of mimics the look of marble, that's in. Those are probably the top two right now, quartzite and quartz. Okay. Yeah. And flooring question. And this question is actually, I'm asking for Tara because she's talking about getting her floors redone. Yes. Um, some people, I think if you watch a lot of HGTV, you hear this acronym. What is it? L something v ltv i don't have any yes, idea do. no i know is it the luxury vinyl plank that you're thinking of yeah. the yeah. lvp, LVP. L so i got one of the three letters <laughs> right you got two of them lvp he's got them out of order lvp tell us about that and kind of would you recommend that for folks in their home so it really depends on where you're putting it what neighborhood you're in some of the exposures that you have in the home with lvp it is a manufactured product typically waterproof they click together oftentimes, and some of the lines can be glued down. They can be appealing because the price point is a little less oftentimes than, say, like a tile or a real wood floor. I will say that you have some color limitations, though, because it is a manufactured product. So you may run into things like, oh, it doesn't quite have the, the brown I was looking for. Or, oh, it's too orange or, oh, it's too red. Or I wish it had longer lengths or came with trim pieces to do my stairs. You know, there's a challenge with every material. But I do think it's important to kind of take stock on where it's going and who the intended audience is. 
Yes. And the one thing that I noticed when you brought that selection over for us to review was how it sounded different. Mm, And that wasn't something that I'd even considered and not something you can see when you're watching HGTV. Right, right. Watching Hillary and David. I think about the the sound of my dog's toenails on the floor. Is it going to be quieter than what I have now? That's what I need. (laughs) When we were evaluating that for you, Kanji, one of the things I was mentioning to you is like, you've had real wood floors before. And I thought that going with a product that is a, you know, manufactured intended to look like the real thing that you'd be able to spot the real thing. And unfortunately, it, it's a look alike. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really mindful of trying not to direct you there. But yeah, we ended up going with the real stuff at your place. Yes. And, and that's the benefit of having an extra set of eyes and hiring a designer to kind of walk you through this. It's that you're able to kind of be a coach and also to be a guide and to to help us to consider things in the process that maybe we wouldn't have considered. So I think that if you have the opportunity to look into hiring a designer or someone to kind of help you podcast family, please consider doing so. And if you were in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, obviously look at Joe. I mean, Joe Giffords all day. <laughs> look me up. <laughs> and if people are looking for you, Joe, give us some information. How can people find you? So I have a website, Joe Gifford Designs, and then all of my social media handles are at Joe Gifford Designs as well. Instagram, LinkedIn, Howls, Pinterest, Facebook. I'm all over the place. Perfect. We're going to put all of those into our show notes as well. Thanks, Tara. Yeah, of course, Podcast Family. So you make sure you check it out there. You can get a direct link from our show notes. Absolutely. Well, sweet friend, it was so good chatting with you. We thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, of course. And um, we need to have like a cycle family reunion where all of my former we cycling do. students get together. We do need to do that because I feel like we didn't do it enough. Oh, yeah. We would always just see each other early morning in our workout gear. We didn't connect enough. We didn't do that. So we need to do that so we can all actually know what we look like. So let's make that <laughs> happen in 2023. Okay. Joe, Tara, we, we're going to get it together. Yeah. So Joe, thank you again for making this time. And I hope that you continue to make impactful work and and you are able to share your talent with the world, not just me, but selfishly. Thank you for doing such an amazing job. It was wonderful having you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. It was nice to meet you. Yes, absolutely. Happy holidays to you both. That was fun. That got me all geeked up to do my own house project. But I need to know what two categories in the contractor did you get oh okay right i did promise that you 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 keep my memory honest tara (laughs) that's for sure so again with the contractor they said you could either get cheap or budget friendly quick quick or good pick two of the three yes yes. and we got budget friendly okay and really good okay so when we first started our project it was summertime (laughs) i remember (laughs) you remember you've been here i think we were just about to launch this season's podcast that's correct and we were quoted that it was going to be i think a six or seven week remodel and i laughed at you and we we went week 13 (laughs) or 14 like yeah it went a long time and this is what i wreck it's kind of like um being pregnant and having childbirth it was like being in the ninth month of pregnancy because while i was going through it it was terrible, mm-hmm. like working from home and just having all of the dust and it was dusty and it was gross. And you had people in here and we lived in the house during the remodel. Mm-hmm. Then it was like childbirth because now that we have this like new space and it really does feel more us and mm-hmm. it's bright and it's happy and we love all of the stuff. It's like, oh, 
I don't even remember what we right. went through. Just mm-hmm. kind of like when you got that baby and they put the baby in your arms the first time, you don't even remember the pain of childbirth. So that's kind of what I equate it to. Yeah, I feel like we had that same experience with our bathroom. Like our bathroom took a really long time because we did it ourselves. So it was just like a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, we kept bumping into things. And I was just so cranky the whole time because everything was demoed and we were using the same bathroom. It was just, ugh, ugh, ugh. But then as soon as it was done, I was like, I'm so in love. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And also a reason why both of us probably have only children. That's correct. That's why we only <laughs> did it the one time. Yes. That's and, right. And something that people, if you're listening podcast family, just to be mindful and be aware of that it, it may take longer. Mm-hmm. It may be more expensive and it might be a process where some of the things you have envisioned aren't able to come true. Either they may, might have supply chain disruptions or, or, or problems, or if it comes to things actually fitting in your space, it doesn't work. So just be flexible mm-hmm. and be agile and have somebody like Joe Gifford in your corner. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Hands down. Well, it gets me hyped up because we're talking about doing some bigger projects in our house. So I'm glad now that I've got Joe in my corner. I'm going to be giving her a call myself. Yeah. Oh, tell me more about what are some of these projects that are in store for you in 2023? We're definitely thinking about paint change in the house. We've got a beige house and we want to update that. And then floors. We're going to start there. We're going to like floors, paint, and then see what happens after that. I love it. And you have some wonderful tips from Joe. Just remember, stay away from the gray. That's right. And I love gray. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. All right. We'll stay away from the gray. Um, all good to hear and good to know. And with that podcast family, we are going to wrap up this episode. If you are interested in um, doing some refreshing of your home, just make sure you check out Joe and one of her social media sites and all of that information will be in our bio. With that being said, Tara and I are going to sign off this week. May you and your loved ones have a wonderful holiday and may you find some rest. May you find some peace and always may you find joy. Take a good care podcast family. It's done.